In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Selling a little... Or a lot? <coughs> Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches. And honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate. From the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey.
smile I found it hard was hard to find well whatever never What's up, folks? It's so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey. This is your pal, Ryan. How the hell is everybody doing? This is so bad it's good pop culture roundup to start your week. Let me uh, let me start by saying if you if you want to skip right to Sophie, the pop culture roundup part of this, even though I'm going to be doing pop culture stories before that, there are timestamps so you can skip right to that section. Uh, it doesn't matter how you listen to it, just uh, as long as you listen. Um, let's get it. We got so much to cover before Sophie, so I'm going to try to uh, be even more manic than I usually am. Okay, so. The last I talked to you was Thursday's episode, if you're keeping score at home. Friday, I usually do a Vanderpump Rules uh, recap, and I was not able to do it. So let me explain. If you don't follow me on Instagram, that's kind of where I explained it. Uh, life, for all of us, uh, has been really crazy this year, I'm sure. But it, And I, I've been kind of going back and forth to Arizona here and just running around like a madman, doing a bunch of pods and uh, trying to, to keep busy so I don't go crazy or crazier. And um, it finally caught up with me. Uh, I, I felt really bad all of last week. And then on... Thursday, or maybe Wednesday, I'm trying to keep... Wednesday, I started running a temperature. Now, I did not have COVID. I took a COVID test. I took a couple COVID tests. I did not have COVID, but I was running a temperature, and I was just really, really run down. And it uh, it got the best of me. And Thursday, I did... Uh, I did a bunch of stuff, and then I did a guest spot on the Reality Is uh, podcast with Noor, who's been on this show uh, just a couple weeks ago, and we talked Vanderpump Rules and Summer House, and it was a blast, but I got off that. It was like, you know, a long-ass podcast, which I love, um, and the fact that I didn't have to edit it, which I even loved more, um, but I got off that, and I was going to do the Vanderpump Rules solo recap, but I had Watch What Crap... You know that little show called Watch What Crappens. They had their crappy awards on Friday night. At the wheel turn, and they had asked me to present, but then on Thursday, they also asked me to do a pre-show thing for their Instagram. They, they called it the red carpet, even though it wasn't, it wasn't, um, everybody kept saying on Friday night, like, where's the red carpet? First off, there was like a huge thunders rainstorm for the last what feels like three years in Los Angeles, but it was really, really bad Friday and Saturday, which I'll get into in a second. So there was no red carpet. The red carpet was backstage and we went in, we went into the audience a couple of times too. And it was just a blast anyways. So I, uh, I had to finally accept that, uh, I needed to chill 
and I didn't put out the Vanderpump solo recap because that would have taken another three hours and I was running a fever and I really, really wanted to do the Watch What Crappen shows show. So I got a full night's sleep and uh, slept really in, which I don't usually do. And um, I was able to break the fever overnight. This is way too specific. Anyways, the point is I got to the show, but let me explain even how much crazier the weekend got for me. Some good, some bad was that, uh, listen, watch what crappens. Those guys, Ronnie and Ben, um, talentless, talentless fool. No, they are truly, um, I don't know. It's hard to, it's hard to put in words what I think about those guys because to me, the easy part of it is to admit that they're hysterically, you know, just hysterical and geniuses. What they do day in, day out, and what they've been doing for over 12 years now, longer than any of us, doing it better than any of us, also being sillier than any of us, bringing so much joy to all of us. You know, nobody, nobody can compare. What they do is singular. Nobody will be able to approach that. Um, so to even be invited ever to play in a sandbox with them is just—I mean—that you, you feel you, you feel like you won something, and, and kind of I did. Uh, I got to guest on Watch What Crappens last year, and that was just—that was one of those pinch me moments. Doing what I do—that's just—that's huge. So to be asked to be there, uh, and especially after the pandemic, I realized when I got on stage, uh, <laughs> Ben told me this was my second one. I was like, no, it's my first. I forgot that I had done the digital one over the pandemic. I completely spaced that. I think I've blocked out most of the pandemic at this point, like all of us. Um, no, but so to, to get to, to go there, and I just want to explain, it was at the Wiltern Theater. Now, to a lot of you people that don't live in Los Angeles, just so you know, the Wiltern Theater is one of the most beautiful, biggest theaters that I've been in. It is just magnificent. I've seen so many of my favorite artists there. I've seen Counting Crows there. You guys know how I feel about Counting Crows. I've seen them there like three or four times. I've seen Wilco there. I've seen, like, I mean, like, I've gone, I mean, most recently I saw Weird Al Yankovic there. Like, I, I've gone to that venue so many times. And it wasn't even in my purview. It wasn't even in my realm of imagination or possibility that one day I would get to set foot on stage there. And you go, Ryan, it wasn't your show. Yeah, I don't care. I know it's not my show. I mean, I'm talking about I would even have been a janitor to be on that stage, but I didn't even think I could be a janitor at the Wiltern. So to be able to present with those guys on stage at the Wiltern and to be asked to do a little funny pre-show, I mean, that just... Yeah, oh man, uh, I'll, I'll start tearing up. You're truly amazing. Now, unfortunately, it was like the word. It was like having to build an ark to get to the Wiltern. It was such disgusting conditions. And I want to say that to all the Watch What Crappens fans, if any of you guys are listening, I met uh, some of you guys on Friday night. And I know some of you guys actually listen to both of our shows, which is like, hell yeah. Thanks for slumming it with us for a minute. But my God, I mean, I'm just saying all of that inspires me. But the fans of Watch What Crappens, I mean, you think the Grateful Dead fans are loyal. You think, I mean, like, it's just amazing. It is amazing. And everybody says the same thing about how much joy these two men bring to their lives. And it's just, I, I, listen, I have some great, great listeners. I don't even know if I call them fans because it's like, 
I, I think of all, you know, we're all the same. It's just, I get to talk way more than you guys, but to watch that and to, to see the reaction and to see all the smiles. And so, so I got to get there at like five 30, the show didn't start till late. And I got to watch them do their little thing on stage. And they're just so guys, they just put up like a, 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 a a desk, like just a normal folding, you know, desk and they're, they're quit. It's not fancy, you know, I mean, they did have, uh, the two musicians that have been with them, which I mean, they're amazing as well. And they were there for the special will turn show, but it's like, really, it's just them. They don't need no special effects. Um, and, uh, I got to be there for that. And then I got, man, and that's another, I, I got to be the, at the backstage at the wheel turn. I didn't even realize it went downstairs and there was all these other rooms there. And I just thought about everybody that had played there. You know, Bob Dylan played there. I mean, uh, let me see. Uh, Blink-182 played there. I mean, you're going to be hard-pressed to find an artist that has not played there. And Ronnie and Ben have played there now. Like, that's insane. I got to see their deli tray they put out. I got to see, I got to eat Ronnie and Ben's meats. How can you, how, you can't get better than that. And then, like, listen, the the special guests were great. I knew a lot, some of them already, like Kiki, the talk of shame. Uh, uh, Zen Blonde, Lauren was with Kiki, and it's always great to see her. But then, like, I got to meet Rose Abdu from Hacks. I got to meet Kate Flannery from The Office. I got to meet Meredith. I got to tell my dad I met Meredith from The Office. He loved that. I got to meet uh, Diallo. What's his name? He's a writer, director. Went to Har- he was he was D- D- Diallo Riddle, I think. He was great. Um, uh, Ariana, of course. Christina Ariel, who's been on the show as well. Amazing. Uh, Jake. I finally got to meet Jake in person from Reality Gaze, which is great because he told me my glasses looked very gay, and I took that as a huge compliment. Courtney Frayne from Two Judgy Girls, my favorite. I got to present with her, and I had the uh, I the guys I had the decorated Heather Gay eye patch, which I think got a good reaction. By the way, uh, when I came out uh, to to present the award, uh, somebody shouted out Diet Coke. Because I'm proud to let you know that I'm two, uh, two, two months sober on Diet Coke right now. But somebody triggered me, and I, uh, I almost broke down and drank Diet Coke that night. No, I, it was, I didn't even know somebody said that, and then I was told that was said, and I was like, no way. And I, I don't know, it was just, it was just so cool. And then, okay, so there's some bad things too. The bad thing is I'm old. Okay, so this is what happened. We were out in the audience. We were out in the the lobby getting some audience reactions for the Instagram, me and my new friend, Rebecca, who is one of Ronnie's best friends. She does a podcast called ghost town. And, uh, we, we were out there and then all of a sudden these girls came out to me like, Oh, Ryan, Ryan, like they knew me. And I didn't think, you know, but they, they, I guess they knew me. Um, and they were like, yo, um, uh, the guy from below deck sailing yacht, the chef, chef Marco, um, he, he wants to say hi or like, I couldn't understand what they were saying, but it was chef Marcos from below deck sailing yacht, the chef. And I was like, Oh dude, I know this guy. And so I got to meet him and I brought him back backstage, but I was trying to get passes to get uh chef Marcos back there. And it was very, and I finally got one for him. I couldn't get one for the rest of the girls that were with him. But then I found out that those girls just met him randomly on the street because his restaurant was right down the street from the Wiltern. All of a sudden, I brought Chef Marcos to Ben and Ronnie. Here's the thing. There were steps to go downstairs. Now you're thinking, oh, he's about to tell me he fell all the way down the stairs. No, no, of course not. I'm a grown man. I did not fall. I stepped and then my knee completely gave out. Like, I still didn't fall, but all of a sudden you're like, 
Now, if you guys have not listened to the show every day for the last three years, I've mentioned it a couple of times. I have some really bad ACL. I've torn my meniscus, all of this stuff. And um, uh, it, it hurts. It aches every day. So anyways, whatever I did in that moment, which was just a step down, you guys, that's how old I'm getting. It was just a step down. I heard, and I was like, no. And I have Chef Marcos behind me. And then all of a sudden, I just start sweating profusely because I'm like, oh, no, no. And I'm like putting pressure. I can put pressure kind of, but it, it was really bad. So I'm just running around. I'm fogging up my glasses. I'm sweating everywhere. I'm realizing I hurt myself, but I don't want to tell anybody. And I'm like, oh, my knee's kind of sore when it was like my knee was like just in fuego. And, uh, I get a beer because I don't know what else to do because uh, there was beer backstage. It was free. I was like, I'm not going to pass down a free pass a free beer. I'm going to have to pay a lot of medical bills probably for my knees. So I'm going to get a free beer. The show starts and I'm just like in pain. Every time I get up, it's like I have to limp. Like, in fact, when I went on stage with Courtney, I was just like, hey, if I fall, will you will you just leave me for dead? <laughs> no, it was like I had to act like I could walk because it really, really hurt. And then. So I was like, oh no, man, I finally did it. But it was still, I was still riding on a high from the show. And then we all met at the line afterwards and it was great. We were talking with a lot of people. Hello to everybody that I spoke to at the line. There was a, a, a couple listeners that uh, were telling me about the F1 uh, show on Netflix I should be watching. And I was like, you got to pick out an episode, come on the Patreon, talk about it. Uh, it was, everybody was just great. I mean, just everybody was so great. I met one girl that was like, oh yes, Ryan, I know you from Sarah Galley's podcast. And then I think she said something like, I like you on the, I, I like you on that one. And I was like, oh, not a fan of this show, but thankfully Sarah, I was like, I'll take it, man. I'll take it. Um, and then, so there was like a outdoor bar, not outdoor, but inside outdoor bar, you know, in the lobby. And that's where we all were. And then Ariana and they wanted to go into like the nightclub area, which I, it was like chicky, chicky, boom, boom, or whatever you call those hip clubs. And it's been a while since I've been in a club and my knee was hurting so bad and it was raining. Um, and I was like, you know what? I want to be responsible and just head, head home. Cause also I thought I was going back to Arizona. It, this has just been a mess. So, uh, I don't go to the club and I'm like, look at me growing up because I, you know, at a certain point, what am I going to do in the club? What am I going to do in the club? You know what I'm saying? What am I going to do in the club? I'm just going to keep drinking. Nothing good will happen. Uh, it was very exciting to be there. I can only ruin it by staying here longer. You know, my presence will only ruin this if I stay longer and, uh, got home and power was out. Power was out everywhere in the Hills. You guys. And, uh, they said it was going to come on at like eight in the next morning and my knees killing me. The power's not on at eight in the morning. The power was out the entirety of the weekend until Sunday afternoon. Finally, it was so bad because I'm staying in the Hills and there's really bad reception here anyways. But then when you don't have any power for any of your computers or phones or anything like that, uh, finally got, had to get a hotel and, um, was able to charge in finally. You guys, I, I'm telling you, I know what struggle is like because now I've almost gone, I went almost a full day without um, being on Instagram nonstop. I'm a survivor. I am a survivor. That's I'm a fighter and a survivor, but it was hard. It was hard. I missed it. I felt completely detached, disconnected. It was sick, really. It was, it really just made me rethink my entire life. Um, 
but anyway, so, so back now, uh, I have, uh, an appointment tomorrow for x-rays on my knee. And I really don't, I think this is the time where I'm going to have to get surgery. And that's, that's, I'm, I'm, I'm glad it finally happened. Um, and, uh, anyway, so that was, that was, that was my weekend in a nutshell, uh, this weather and it's supposed to like, it's rain for the next three days now again, man, but so many people were out without out power in Los Angeles. It was flooding everywhere. I mean, truly end of the world stuff. Uh, I mean, the, the worst part for me was the no TV, but all the other stuff bad too. Um, so we're going to get into some entertainment stories in one more second. I just want to say, um, I just want to, I, I, the, the bad part of this all was for me was that, you know, like the thing that I kept thinking about and the thing that I was kind of, you know, I think I kind of live, um, such a, not a busy life, but a hectic like life in a lot of ways right now. And I don't, you know, like I, I want to enjoy things like watch what crappens, but I always end up screwing it up. I like hurting my knee. So I'm not able to fully enjoy it. But the thing that was really bumming me out and thankfully I wanted to let, you know, cause some of you guys might've thought this when I said that was that like about the fever and I had felt bad all week and I was, I was with my mom and she just got, uh, she killed it on her third round of chemo. You guys killed it. Um, but I got so scared cause I had a fever and I cannot afford uh, to get my mom sick. And I was so, so scared, um, that I got my mom sick and that would have been the most irresponsible thing that I could have done. And it like fucking, ugh. I'm like, ugh. I'm just gross. Even right now thinking about it, it killed me. And good news though. I, it looks like, it looks like I didn't. Um, and I was so scared to tell my mom I had a fever. I was like hiding it. And I told my dad, you know, cause my dad, by the way, he got sick around my mom and she got really, really sick during the first round. Well, she, at least she blamed it on my dad. It could have just been the chemo, but she blamed it on my dad and, and she got admitted to the hospital on that first round of chemo. I don't know if I ever mentioned that. Um, so I'm just so thankful. Cause I was like, dude, I can't be running. I gotta, I can't be coming and going as my, I, it's just, it just, I've got to figure out things. I've got to be more responsible. And I just, I don't know. I don't know if you guys ever feel like that. Um, and overall, the thing I want to tell everybody um, is that right now I'm feeling good today. But the last week I felt really bad physically and I felt really bad emotionally um, for so many reasons. And sometimes, you know, mentally, you just don't even know why it can just be in a feeling, a general malaise. Like there's a lot of things like, oh, this is going wrong. This is going wrong. This is going wrong. But you're like, ah, I might not, it's not really even that. I just feel bad. I just feel not even lethargic, but just like, what's the whole point, right? Um, I feel good today and I'm scared about tomorrow because uh, you, you never know how you're going to wake up. But if you're feeling uh, that same way, uh, I totally empathize with you. This, you know, these shows, hopefully after this part, will bring you laughs, will bring you uh, some some joy, some silliness, some reprieve from all the bullshit out there um, because things are so crazy um, for everybody, not just me. That's what I, I know that for a fact. But no matter, even if we all feel something, it doesn't take away from the fact that what you feel, what you're going through right now is potentially the worst just because you know other people are going through it it helps but it doesn't take away from the fact of your pain of your hurt of that so i'm very aware of that um and also uh i am living my dream 
of being able to do this and actually have a listenership and all of these cool opportunities. And that sometimes even scares me more because shouldn't I be on cloud nine or cloud 11 or whatever cloud is the highest cloud? Shouldn't I be there if I'm so happy and so blessed and all of this stuff? And those are the things that when I get really in a funk, like I have been in this last week, I kind of question and I kind of ask myself of what's the whole point, you know, and it's hard because it's like when your mind or when your um, brain chemistry will allow you to feel how lucky you are or to appreciate life or to have the, uh, you know, the wherewithal to do more things than just, you know, like sometimes all I can do is put out the podcast that day and that'll be it, you know? In fact, like like, I've I've talked about this the last couple of times. I went to that funeral last week and watched what happens this week. And each time I feel like I have to remind myself of how to act like a person because I'm just so out of practice besides being behind a mic. Does that, you know, does that make sense or resonate? Um, Anyways, that is it. That's that thing. But keep hanging on. And also anybody that wants to start a podcast, do it. It, If you put hard work into it, it can be the most rewarding thing in the world. You'll be able to learn to communicate. (laughs) If you can't communicate in real life, you'll be able to learn to do it behind a mic and meet some of the most fascinating, genius, funny, inspirational people that you'll ever meet in your life. Okay, that's it on that. Uh, Last uh, business news. Remember the Summer House uh, recaps will be on the Patreon. We did the first one for episode two last week and I had a blast. So it's so it's patreon.com forward slash so bad it's good. I'll be putting out the third episode. I believe that'll probably be out there on Tuesday, uh, but it airs tonight, Summer House episode three. And we left off last week with Kyle uh, telling us that Carl was a major cokehead at work. Which is just, I mean, talk about a horrible boss. Like, what it like? <laughs> do you guys ever have bosses that just rat you out on a cokehead problem? Where just like that guy shits his pants all the time at work. This guy, that guy, this guy's a farter. Um, so there's that. Also, the Vanderpump Rules recap, which I didn't do on Friday. Do not worry, folks. I am raring to talk about that episode. That will be on Tuesday of this week. So today you got the Pop Culture Roundup. And then Tuesday, I am going to go off on that episode because it was so much amazingness. And even if you don't think it was amazing, I'm going to show you why it was amazing from top to bottom, because me and Sophie talk about it a little bit today, but like, listen, we're like two goofs. We're just like, blah, 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 blah. And half the time I talk to Sophie like once every two weeks now. So it's really almost even just about catching up. We talk about all this kind of stuff. So that's going to be on Tuesday's episode. And then we got great episodes the rest of the week. And then Wednesday's episode of Vanderpump Rules It airs. We'll go back to Friday on doing those recaps. Okay. Ooh, the self-importance, you guys. Okay, let's see. I want to do some news stories before we uh, we get into it. Um, uh, me and Sophie talk about Beverly Hills is filming again today. We talk about the Erica Jane nude photos about her talking. Not, I mean, it's her in her messy ass kitchen, uh, just touching her bare boobs. That looks like chicken cutlets to me. Just looks like, ah, no lady, please. I, I'm, I'm looking at me. I'm touching my boobies. Ah, I'm Erica Jane. I'm in my tiny, messy kitchen. Yeah. Uh, we talk about that, but Beverly Hills is filming again. And I got to say, this is, we got to watch it because we're already getting all of these pictures and we just got to be careful about hearing too much about these shows that we love. Also in kind of Beverly Hills news, Brandy Glanville posted 
I don't know if this was on her Instagram or not, but she posted like a little mini update. I'm going to try to find it for you and play it for you. But it really, it really just, dis- I don't know, disturbed me is not the word. Maybe it is the word. Hey guys, it's No Filter Saturday, I guess. Saturday. I've had the stomach flu for seven days and I've been in hell. This is my first outing. I'm going to go see my friends, my real friends. Okay, so uh, you've got to see the image. Maybe some of you guys did. She, I mean, if she had the stomach flu for seven days, it, I mean, it really looks, she is so gaunt in that the, the, the video that it really worried me. I hate to say that I hope that it's the stomach flu because who would want to wish somebody a stomach flu? Because I just don't want to think about any other reason she would look that bad. I mean, I know she got sent home from Ultimate Girls Trip and she's probably dealing with a lot of crap. So... I really hope she's okay because she definitely does not look okay. She also teased us there at the end. If you caught that, I'm going to go see my real friends, which I believe that was the night of Crystal's 40th birthday party, which I think she was kind of hinting that I'm on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I don't think she actually was invited or is on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. But I also think a lot of housewives these days kind of put these hints out there, hoping that it'll gain steam. I feel like Brandy's done this a couple of times, but a lot of these people try to use the audience to keep their name out there so they do get suggested for things like that, if that makes sense. But you got to check that out. It really worried me. Real Housewives of Potomac aired their second part of the reunion. Uh, It's going to be a three-part reunion, which... I, I enjoy Real Housewives of Potomac. This season definitely was not my favorite. A lot of those ladies are very entertaining, but they are starting to be a little caricature of the caricatures of themselves. Not nearly as bad as Lisa Rinna, but it's one of, I'm just kind of like, oh, okay, I get it. You say this and you say this. Now, there were some interesting conversations on tonight's Potomac. Um, There was a very uh, interesting conversation about colorism, which I'm not going to talk about because I I would rather have somebody on to talk about that with us uh, because I am not going to, I do not have the... uh, the verbiage, I think, to talk about that clearly, but I thought it was a very interesting conversation that I've heard brought up a lot, and I'm glad these shows can dip in and out of that because I think those are important conversations to have. I will say, though, this Robin is a goofball. Like, truly a goofball. Robin Dixon literally comes on, they talk about the Reasonably Shady podcast, their podcast, and say, and Robin literally goes, I never even listened to a podcast before. I'm like, girl, first off, we know you didn't. But second off, I'm just so tired of people doing things. Just, you know, cause it, it just, that then reeks of a money grab. It's like, care about the shit you do. Like, work hard for the things that you do. Those are like, that's why, like, if she, like what reasonably shady has 80 episodes right now, she said at the reunion, like, listen, if you really take this seriously and put the work in, you could have a podcast that goes for 10 years. If you wanted, I feel like with everything, Robin, especially is just a go along Robin. And a lot of you guys might fight me on that, but that's how she comes off to me. It's just like, okay, yep. Let me, okay, Giselle. It's almost like uh, the passivity of a Tom Schwartz, of Sandoval dragging Schwartz along to events, getting him paid at functions. Uh, And I feel like Giselle does that a lot for Robin. And then Robin is just, I mean, she just doesn't even realize how hypocritical she comes off on this reunion, you guys. I shit you not. This was, this was, 
We, this was hysterical. She literally says with a straight face, hey, you get upset about stuff because it's done on camera, which is not fair. We're all here when we're filming. Everything we do should happen on camera. I'm like, really, Robin? Everything? And then literally the tr- editors trolled her immediately. And it was like two weeks later and it had on her on Watch What Happens Live about Andy trying to explain to her why she's full of shit. I mean, because truly, I mean, this is what I'm saying is that people that... Uh, throw stones, live in glass houses. Like, are you kidding me? The fact that you thought your shit didn't stink or even worse, that you didn't even connect the dots, that would be even scarier to me. And yeah, you could be embarrassed about your man, Juan. You know, you could be embarrassed about all that stuff. But these audiences are so forgiving. These audiences, all they want is the truth. Now, me and Sophie talk about this a lot too in regards to Schwartz as well. I think the producers and these cast members, sometimes they think they know what's good for us, the audience. When in reality, what's usually the most gripping, what's usually the thing that titillates us the most is the damn truth. You know what I'm saying? When we hear the truth, when we see the truth, that literally is breathtaking. You're like, holy shit. Because you feel when something is real. And you also feel when something is completely off or just a little off, you know? And these people, that's why sometimes I feel like people shouldn't be allowed to be on cast more than three seasons. Because they get used to it. They get comfortable. And then they say, oh, I'm going to pick and choose. I'm going to cherry pick what I share of my life. And that's not the game. That's just not it. That is my hard stance on that stuff. I just find it ridiculous. Also, how ridiculous is Mia? I like her, but she's ridiculous. She's full on ridiculous. I like her a lot. Also, I didn't get to talk about Real Housewives of New Jersey. I did a little. No, I did actually. I did a little mini recap. But my friend, my friend, I had this big conversation today where <laughs> he said, "Yo, you're 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 forgetting." You're forgetting the fact that I literally almost choked on my tongue. Uh, I said, you're forgetting the fact that Teresa uh, is in love with Joey. And i like, Joe Giudici? He's like, no, Joey, the brother. I'm like, yeah, they're siblings. He's like, no, she's in love with him. And that's why she hates Melissa so much. She might not realize she loves. I'm like, yeah, she loves him. No, he's like, no, no, no. She loves him, loves him. I don't have any thought on that. I just wanted to leave it with you guys because I was so flabbergasted. Also, back to Reasonably Shady with Robin and Giselle, the podcast. You know that Eminem, they tried to patent that name and Eminem came down and was like, no, no, I'm Slim Shady. You will not be using Shady in your podcast. You're not going to be able to patent that and trademark that. No, no, no. And everybody was like, well, that's not even close. I don't think of Eminem when I think reasonably Shady. But the thing is, his daughter, you guys... Haley has a podcast with Shady in the title, and that's why Eminem came down. I think it's just hysterical because Giselle and and Robin just try to like stir up so much shit that it's sometimes funny when shit goes their way. You know what I'm saying? When like you went like you pissed off Eminem now. Way to go, ladies. Way to go. Um, I love these little notes I took. I just wrote Robin is a dummy. <laughs> Okay, I have a whole bit I want to do about Larza Pippen, but I'm going to save that for Wednesday. Um, Also, um, Ultimate Girls Trip Season 3, the preview came out. Now, I want to tell you, I saw the preview at BravoCon, and they never released that trailer. The trailer I saw at BravoCon is completely different than the one that got aired last week, and it looks really good, you guys. I will say Leah looks like she's having a mental breakdown and starts saying that... uh, 
like start saying that somebody might plant drugs on her and like she'll be like arrested over in Thailand or wherever they are, like broke down palace. Remember that Claire Danes movie from like 20 plus years ago? I mean, I never thought I would hear about that movie for the rest of my life again after I saw it. There was a like Claire Danes and Vince Vaughn and all of a sudden Leah McSweeney remembers that movie and we get a broke down palace reference. Are you kidding me? God is good. Who knew that we would get a broke down palace reference? Um, we see the elephant. Also, there was that rumor Leah McSweeney was flinging elephant turds. Um, you know how I feel about Heather Gay lately, so not excited to see her on this. But I will say, what's great about these shows, even if I'm not excited to see somebody, I'm still excited to see the overall show. I'm still excited to see how they all intermingle. And I will say that about the Ultimate Girls Trip. They do so well. We see that it's so well. It almost breaks it out of the rut of their normal shows, where they become complacent and stagnant. And when they get on another like new iteration of Housewives, and they mingle with other housewives, it truly is exciting to watch because you start to see these other cast members in a different light. You start to like kind of like them again, or you find new reasons to dislike them. And so I'm down for that, man. It airs on March 23rd on Peacock, and that'll be after Miami, I think, starts the reunion. Um, listen, guys, I fell off on Miami recaps because things got crazy, but I still love that show deeply. And uh, I did something embarrassing in regards to the Miami cast, which I am still getting over. So I'll have to tell you about that at another point. But I do want to talk about Larza, and I might just kind of skip ahead and start recapping the most recent Miamis because I just really do love that show. It's like one of the joys of my week is watching that show. Also, another joy for me is watching Yellow Jackets, a Showtime show that comes back on March 24th um, on Showtime, second season. I think it is in it's insanely good. If you have not watched Yellow Jackets season one, if you like linear storytelling, fictional storytelling, little scary, this is for you. Also, I forgot to bring this up with Sophie, and I'm pissed because she. I wanted to hear her bitch about this too. But um, the creator of Succession, this asshole, uh, season four is about to premiere like March 24th as well. So we got so much good TV in March, you guys. So Succession season four is about to premiere. We already knew that. Very excited. And then this asshole last week says, by the way, it's the last season. Yeah, it's the last season this season. It's done. No. No, it's not done, sir. It's done when I say it's done. Are you kidding? Do I need to Kathy Bates misery the entire cast of Succession? Because I've got storylines for 10 seasons in my head. How dare you, Succession? When I needed you the most, you're not there for me? So every time I have the joy of watching season four of Succession on Sunday nights on HBO, I know that it is going to be one of the last times I feel that kind of joy. Are you kidding me? That pisses me off so much. That show is so damn good. And the, the fact that like, and, and don't be like, oh, you got, you got, well, you got one more season to enjoy it. No, fuck that. I need to enjoy it for three more seasons. I want it. I want to get to the point where I dislike that show. That's how I like shows to go out. It's that old joke of like, I don't, I don't, the, the meals, the meal isn't done when I'm full. The meal is done when I hate myself. <laughs> That's how I like my TV. I like to watch it until I hate it and it's bad. Give me that succession. Don't go out on a high note. I don't like high notes. I like low notes. I do. I have, by the way, you guys, I love, I did my high note was two years ago. I am going as low as I can with these notes. So F that do not go out on a high note. I'll tell you if you want, I don't want you to go out on a high note. Go, by the way, go out on a medium note. 
You don't even need to be, you don't even need to be that good. You just don't be that bad. You can go middle of the road. Dude, I've made a whole career on middle of the road. Are you kidding me? So sorry to give that bad news to you guys, but I just, I wanted to share it with somebody because I was so upset about it and I figured you guys would understand. Uh, Survivor, if you're a big Survivor fan, the new season kicks off on March 1st. Um, Oh, guys, and also speaking of Peacock, The Traders, you know that show um, hosted by Alan Cumming that I loved on Peacock with Kyle from Summer House, uh, Brandy Glanville, who did not make the reunion, which I'm about to talk about, Reza, who could not make the reunion because his, uh, his, uh, his dad passed away, unfortunately, and so he could not be there. But the Trader Season 1 on Peacock I don't even think it's called Traders. Maybe it's called Traders. Um, it was just, I thought it was excellent. I can't wait. They already picked it up for a second season. Got insanely good ratings on the streaming service. But the season one reunion hosted by Andy Cohen comes out February 28th. So that's this week as well. Uh, that's going to be great. And then also um, uh, Chris Rock. If you're a Chris Rock fan, um, it's select Selective Outrage. And this is going to be really exciting because... It's live. Netflix is airing a live stand-up special. Now, he has workshopped this material. I saw him in Vegas, um, like like in May, I think, and he was working on this. But this is supposedly a live um, special, which they have not done for Chris Rock on Netflix before. And he'll, of course, be addressing the Will Smith slap, which we are in award season right now. The Oscars are coming up, I think, in a couple of weeks. So it'll be great to hear what – can you believe that's been a year since Will, I've thought about the Will Smith every day since, and I feel like it's been 10 years since that uh, Will Smith slap. So anyways, tons of good TV this week to look forward to. Me and uh, Sophie, we talk about the the Murdoch, the Murdoch, Mur- that, that Murdoch trial. And there's a three-part um, delving into the crimes of the Murdoch family over on Netflix as well. I'm telling you, so much good TV, you guys. Um, also... Um, this is, sorry, laughing. Uh, this is going to sound funny because you're going to be like me and Sophie do talk about the feud between Selena Gomez. Follow me here now. Selena Gomez, Kylie Jenner, and Haley Bieber. So we talk about a little, we talk about a little bit unspecifically, but my friend Marissa, who gives me so much good content, she has been sending me link after link to try to explain to this old man, which I feel like this, that is a segment, or maybe that's the entire show, really, of So Bad It's Good, of explain to an old man what is go- what the hell is going on with these kids. Um, which, by the way, I, I tell Sophie, I'm walking with a cane now because of my knee. Yeah, we're at cane territory now. We're going to start fucking smoking a wood, like a pipe. Like a, a pipe and just like a pipe and a cane. It'll be like, come here, children. Sit on sit on my lap. I want to tell you about the Haley, Haley Bieber, Selena Gomez. I don't know why I sound like that all of a sudden. Anyways, um, so we talk about it a little bit, but I want to go way further into it. So on Wednesday's episode, hate to make you wait, but also things might happen even in the interim. I'm going to give you a full timeline. So you... If you have kids, you can explain to your kids, mommy and daddy do know what is going on and you'll impress your children by this timeline. I will explain top to bottom what the hell is going on because I still don't personally know what the hell is going on because you're just like, guys, be happy. You're rich. 
You're you got the world by the balls. Why are we unfollowing and following on Instagram? Are you kidding? Selena, you work with Steve Martin and Martin Short every day. Are you, if I, I would hope that I wouldn't be on it. And wouldn't you, this is my dream that Selena Gomez has like, has to explain to Steve Martin and Martin Short what's going on. That's, that's the show I want to watch where Selena's like, it's a long story, Steve. Uh, do you have a second sit down? Now I used to date a guy named Justin Bieber. Like, wouldn't you love? And then everybody's unfollowing, uh, supposedly, uh, Haley and Kylie, like they've lost like 200,000 followers, but Selena's gained 3 million followers in the last week. Like this is real shit. You guys, SZA supposedly unfollowed, um, SZA supposedly unfollowed, uh, I keep forgetting, like the, <laughs> SZA supposedly followed Haley Bieber. Guys, I, I'm laughing because it's just so funny. The words coming out of my mouth, uh, supposedly Jennifer Lopez unfollowed, uh, Haley Bieber. That's gotta hurt. Like Haley, Haley was in like, when you like, you probably know when a JLo unfollows you, like I have some Bravo liberties. I've talked about it before when they unfollow me and it fucking stings. Captain Sandy unfollowed me. And I was like, dude, I didn't even follow you until you followed me. And then I followed you out of like, just like out of respect, you know, just like, thanks for the follow. I'll follow you back. You're a Bravo Liberty. And then she must not have liked what I was selling. And then I was like, I don't like what you're selling. Captain Sandy. How about that? I don't like what you're selling, but it still hurt. It stung. Leah McSweeney unfollowed me. That stung. Um, so I get it. But when you get a JLo unfollowing you, that's got to hurt at least double. It's going to hurt at least a double what a Leah McSweeney unfollow feels like, you know? So I'm going to go into that whole breakdown because it's fascinating. And then I'm like, I really, I try to get into it. Cause I'm like, I really want to see, I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to take a side here. Now my side is with Selena. I, I am though, if, if, if Haley's willing to send me some skincare products and Selena, this goes for you too. Selena, I'll stay a Selena fan. If I get some skincare, uh, Haley, I'll become a fan. If you send me some skincare, um, Kylie, I don't, you know, Kylie, I don't need any lip kits or whatever. So yeah, there's no hope over there. So I'll explain that on Wednesday. And I tell Sophie in this, but just what I'm, I'm one of the greatest joys that I had. It's the simple pleasures in life, folks. I tell you about the power out. I tell you, I go to the hotel, they have Netflix, you know, on the TV and I'm flipping through. And then all of a sudden I see real world, the MTV show. I'm like, wait, when did real world get on Netflix? And I'm like, okay, but it's probably the shitty seasons, but they had two seasons, real world season, 12 real world season, 24 season, 24. I had stopped watching by then. And I remember when I stopped, I stopped watching, I think around season 18. And I remember, I think I tweeted about it a long time ago, like a decade ago. Like I I said, it's sad when I used to love watching real world so much. I loved watching real world. I loved it past an age where I should have loved it, but I still loved it. I mean, I was watching real world, like during the invention of Red Bull vodka. Like I remember when that came on the scene in Red Bull, uh, in real world, but they had season 12, which was the Las Vegas season with Trishel and Alton and all of that great cast. If you watched it, you know what I'm talking about, but it's on Netflix now. And I watched like 18 episodes. They're only like 20 minutes because old real world episodes used to be 30 minutes before it like eventually moved to an hour and they would pack storytelling in there. So what I'm saying to you guys or suggesting is that when sometimes you get burnt out on Bravo or you get burnt out on like pop culture bullshit, go to a show that you fell in love with as a younger person. 
that made you love this format of reality shows that, that was so exciting to you that you looked forward to every week and go back and rewatch that. Just start it. It is going to bring you joy. It is going to make you happy if you're sad. Uh, it, it really, I got to tell you, it turned a lot of things around for me last night. And it brought back so many memories of when I actually watched Real World Las, Las Vegas season 12 in 2002. Can you believe it? But it was fascinating. I highly recommend it. Or whatever show moved you 20 years ago or 15 years ago or 10 years ago. Go revisit that and see how you've grown. Okay, folks, that's it. I have so many stories that I didn't even get to, but we got to get to this pop culture roundup and I got all week with you guys. Um, so here she is, the one, the only, Sophie Ross. Now, I will say my sound 20 minutes in, in on this kind of got really shaky, I think maybe because of the power issues. So I'll try to beef it up in post. Uh, make it sound a little better, but I don't know if it's going to sound amazing. So I apologize in advance, but I am aware uh, and I'll try to make sure that never happens again. Okay, here she is. Welcome to an all new week of So Bad It's Good. Today, I love every every second week. I love it because we get to catch up with the best there is. The pop culture queen, uh, the writer that we read daily on Twitter, on her Substack, the podcaster from So True, which you can subscribe at any point. Second season, hopefully coming soon. Uh, third, we're both third. third, sorry, third season. Wow, third season. Uh, we're both a little worse for wear today, and we'll probably get into that. But there's just so many things I want to catch up with Sophie about. So, anyways, Sophie Ross, welcome back to the show. Hi. Hello. Hello. I'm sorry. I was just telling Ryan that I'm struggling, but I'm a little hungover today. If you are watching this on YouTube, I'm so vain. Every time we start recording, I'm like looking at myself and I feel like I have to like justify why I feel like I look like shit. <laughs> by the way, by the way, do you know that I've read, like, I don't really get to read the, I don't read the YouTube comments because I'm scared of like somebody saying something mean, but the comments I have seen are like, she, you're so pretty, ba ba ba. And oh I know they're God. not talking about me. I need to read the YouTube comments then because I never see anything positive about myself. On I swear on to God, I. But I, thank I, you so much, everyone. I'm sure this video will not get the same comments, but I'm actually wearing my makeup that I wore out last night that I put on more than 24 hours ago. I haven't washed my face. Wait, are you are you advertising for some kind of makeup company right now? Are you about to say I, I wear no. Selena Gomez beauty? You guys, it's not a good thing. It's not a good thing. I'm oh, I thought it's good if makeup lasts for twenty four hours. No, I'm I'm saying that I'm crusty right now, <laughs> and I went to brunch with my friend, and I ended up having a whole day without ever <laughs> last night. That I just ended up sleeping in my makeup. I did not care about where did you coffee. go. I went, oh my God, it actually ended up being really great. My boyfriend and I and um, another couple that we're friends with ended up going to an omakase place. And I never knew an omakase before. I guess I don't know like the definition of it, but it's when they do like a million different little like. Yeah, it's like a whole meal, sushi meal prepared by the chef. It's like amazing. Yes, prepared by the chef, I guess. Yes. And it was like $85 a person, BYOB. So it ended up being a really good deal. <laughs> and then we went to this really cool, like underground sake bar. If you're like familiar with an underground sake bar in the East Village, you probably know what I'm talking about, but I forget the name of it. Um, 
And then we went to a fight. Then we went to an underground fight club. And then we went. Oh, we also went to McSorley's, which I guess is like an institution in the East Village that has like, it's like a cash only like Irish pub. And at first I knew we were going to a sake bar. Like this is what the other couple had planned. It was actually a very fun night plan, but I'm like going on and on talking about my night. No, by the way, I got to say, I love here. Like my life is very cut and dry right now. So I love hearing (laughs) about wild stories. I mean, like I I genuinely love this. But we walked up to McSorley's pub and I was like, wait, this is the sake bar. It's like McSorley's Irish pub. And they were like, no, Sophie, our reservation <laughs> isn't until nine. So we're going to stop here really fast. <laughs> anyway, um, fun night. I got way Wait, what drunk. time? What what time did you get home at? Um, We probably got home. I wanted to go somewhere after the sake bar. I was like, let's keep it going. But my boyfriend had to fly to Las Vegas for work at 5 a.m. this morning. Do we, so- do we, do we, do we believe him? Does he really have work in Vegas? Or he's like, gotta go to Vegas for big work. He and then he's a, on the tables. He lives a second life with his other family. If it's, you guys wait, wait, knew, he's going with Randall Emmett this weekend to Vegas. I think it's safe. It's good. My, yeah, with on Randall um, Emmett's PJ. No, <laughs> but like that, he actually can't afford anymore. But if you guys knew my boyfriend, he's like the purest. Like, if you know about my tweets by now, when I tweet about him, he is so like, just such an innocent soul. He was like, yeah. during the Super Bowl, I tweeted this, that he like whispered to me because everyone was like, is Rihanna pregnant? He was like, who, who's getting Rihanna? Who's getting her pregnant? Who's making her pregnant? Like the way that he- So pure, he so pure. I know he's just so pure and innocent. I was just FaceTiming him. Not a double life, not a double life. But anyway, he's like, you um, look crusty. You look crusty, babe. What's up with that makeup? I, I know. I was like, I'm still wearing my freaking makeup from last night. And he was like, you should shower. Um, Dude, girl, bo- girl but, boss, girl yeah, bosses so he, don't shower. I ended up just like, I got so drunk. And so well, that was my night. And now today I just met up. I was still in bed when my friend called me at like 1 p.m. and she was like want to get brunch and then I was like yeah Yeah. and then we got mimosas at brunch you're you're living the and just like that life you're living the sex in the city and just like that life no but we had a whole day she like somehow convinced me to get mimosas and somehow convinced me to go shopping I was like all I want to do is go home and like wash my face take a nap but instead just got home and now here I am we that's called living Sophie that's living Ross family Zoom call right before this. And I was, yeah, I was Zooming with all the grandparents. It's what we do every other week. Just like I do this every other week. I, I'm just, I'm like the grand, I'm a, a form of the grandparents. I actually got to tell you, I, I did do something exciting on Friday night, actually. I got to present uh, at the Crappies, the Watch What Crappens Awards. Oh my God, how and was it? it? I mean, listen, I got to, I got to host their pre-show and like, it was, it was so, oh dude, God. these guys. These guys played the Wiltern, which I've seen so many amazing bands over the year. Like they they're playing venues that my favorite bands can't sell out. And these guys, they need to come to MSG, honestly. Oh, I mean, listen, it's like a Grateful Dead experience. The fan, the Watch What Crappens fans are so amazing. I wanted to bring that up though, because the after party, which I didn't get to stay at very uh, long because I hurt my knee really bad because that's me, is that uh, a couple of girls came up to me and said, hey, Please let Sophie know we're watching F1, which has a new season on Netflix. Did, were you watching the F1 reality series? 
Wait, is that about like race car drivers? Yeah, weren't you talking about the F one? They were. They were. They brought up. They brought up loving you. They were like, we love Sophie. Tell like we love Sophie. And uh, I, I figured you would know that language they were talking about the race car Netflix show. I've seen a lot about it. I've never watched it because I just like have zero interest in race car drivers. But my dad likes that show, so maybe I brought. Maybe maybe they meant your dad. Maybe uh, anyways. Um. Though I did see on Netflix this weekend, Outer Banks, the new season started. And this this seemed like that is, I've heard yeah. you say Outer Banks before. Are you watching it? Duh. I've only watched like the first two episodes, I think, of the third season because it just dropped. So I need to finish the third season. But um, yeah, I feel like it's probably going to lose steam at some point because it's a, a show about teenagers. The Outer Banks? Oh, okay. It's, it's a show about Outer Banks based teenagers who are like on a treasure hunt basically and it's wait like, for oh, wait no. wait 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 is that really what it's about they're on a that's, treasure hunt <laughs> i thought it was like the i thought it was like beverly hills 90210 or the oc i didn't know they were like looking for treasure no, they're like on a treasure hunt you guys it's a really silly show which is why i say it's probably going to lose steam at some point <laughs> Because it's like, how long can these teenagers... Is every episode does every episode end with, guess we didn't find it again? Yeah, every season has ended with that. It's so not satisfying. Yeah, <laughs> the treasure. And it's like, if you watch Silicon Valley, it's kind of, it's not like that at all. It's not like that at all, but I mean, like every... If you watch Silicon Valley, it's nothing like that. No, but do you know what I mean? If you watch it where it's like every season, they need to keep it going somehow. So it yeah. always falls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their, their thing always fails. And it's like, it's so not satisfying. You want them to just have a happy ending at some point. So like, but they're hot, tre- they're hot treasure hunters, right? They're hot. They're teenagers. And also, but isn't teen- that the thing? Aren't they all supposed to be like hot? Yeah, like Ma- um, Madeline Klein. She was the you one dating Madeline- one of the Outer Banks guys. He was in Glass Onion. They broke up. She was dating um Chase Stokes. She's gorgeous. Chase Stokes has the charisma of uh, a, ch- a chain smoker. Of, I'm of trying. The, the, he should be in the chain smokers. I'm, I'm looking around my apartment, trying, trying to come up with something. something. <laughs> because I, <laughs> I'm not as witty as I think. I guess. oh, uh, I did. Okay, can you explain to me? I know who the hell is Kelsey Ballerina. Uh, she. I don't fucking Do you know. know? I kept seeing ever- her name this week and she was doing all these interviews with like, all- singer, right? I guess so. But I guess she hooked up with like one of the chain smokers, which it seems like everybody does. And then one, I think she like went on a date with that Chase Stokes guy. And I was like, I have no clue who this person is. Oh, they are dating. They are dating. Actually. That's right. I don't know who she is. I think she's like one of those miscellaneous country singers that I always like mix up. Um, um so, so she's a country singer and he just has no, he's not like charming or talented enough to be the center of the show, the lead of the show, but everyone else on the cast is great. It's a fun show. You guys, um, I think it's it's just a fun, you know, light, you know, treasure hunt. Well, speaking of Netflix, uh, we'll get into the reality stuff in a second, but I did consume all three episodes of this in like one day while I was sick this week. Um, well, or should I say, Soph? Hey, Soph, 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 Soph. I, I finished. Oh. Uh, I finished the Murdoch. Papa, Papa. Pa. 
Okay, I know this isn't funny, you guys, because this man brutally murdered his son and his wife on top of all of the other crimes this family has been a part of. A lot of other shit, yeah. I'm talking about, of course, the the Murdaugh family, and they have the, I I think it's called the Murdaugh Murdaugh Mystery. It's actually pronounced, it's spelled Alex Murdaugh, but it's actually pronounced Alec Murdaugh. Oh, I'm sorry, so, uh, so, so, uh, but he- My wife and child have been shot badly. (laughs) What does 911 call you guys? Who talks like that? And then right away, he's kind of like, oh, and by the way, my my son was in a boat crash and people yeah. were after him. Uh, they, I, saw some, I saw some Instagram messages. I don't know if it had anything to do with it, but Papa, I should have I paid more attention, Papa. I'm sorry. This guy is a fuck. And he, and he keeps saying, like, I was dealing with an opioid addiction, an opope, and... It, it's, it's so it's so insane because you think all of this shit in the past is insane. It truly is. I really highly recommend the three part Netflix crazy, series. You guys, but That's him taking the stand. Did you watch any of that? Yes, of course I did. So I have been following the show. Actually, my mom and I are both. If you're wondering why I'm a true crime weirdo, uh, my mom and I have always been this way. And wait, um, does your mom follow the Idaho murders too? I would love to yeah, talk to your mom about yeah, the Idaho murders. Follow- yeah. She follows all of it like I do. She's super into true crime. She was the one that watched Candy or like one of those one. Of, I think the Jessica Peel one, which is now going to be a new. They're making a new HBO version of the. Of the <laughs> at a certain point, we need to stop though. At a certain we need point, to find new murders. Well, they they ended the Netflix series, you guys, with Murdoch at, with him in jail. Oh, going yeah, yeah. is Netflix is Netflix making anything about us? Yeah. Like. Netflix isn't doing a thing about all of this, are they? Like, anyway. Him on the stand was wild, though. It was like a a Shakespearean monologue. It's one of those stories that's just like, it's crazier than any fiction. Like, it truly, truly is. And I have consumed every piece of content about it. I've been listening to the podcast for over a year now. He has Um, a podcast? There are multiple podcasts. but Uh, But he doesn't have one. He does no. No, what's well, like the Chrisleys? The Chrisleys had a podcast. Yes. And they're criminals. No, Alec Murdoch doesn't have a freaking podcast, Brian. Yeah. No. Hey, welcome back to Alex Knows Best. Uh, I'm in jail, DC, right now, having a great old time with Papa. This one's for you. No, I'm talking about the Murdoch murders, which is hosted by Manny Matney. It's been a comprehensive covering every last detail, every last background story. And what's interesting about this, this, you know, case is that there are so many like bodies attached to this family. So many different instances before the murder, the boat crash, the gay kid. If you're listening to this and you're like, what the hell are they talking about? I can't even, everyone I know since the trial has been happening has been like, Sophie, you need to give me like a breakdown about the Murdoch murders. I'm like, there's too much. There's too much. So I actually recorded a podcast. It's out as of Sunday night. So if you're listening to us, it's already out. It's called X Knows All. And oh, yeah, I know her. Yeah, Christy is amazing. And it's just a really, really, really amazing, fun podcast that she hosts. But it's called X Knows All. And we did a special Murdoch Murders episode <laughs> all about everything Murdoch. And it ended up being like an hour and a half of us recording. And we get into literally everything. We had a whole Google Doc. So because there's so much. So if you need like all the background, please listen to that. Um, and well, listen to this first, then listen to that. I mean, don't like stop listen, right now. Listening. Don't, pause, don't pause right now, but just like add it to the queue. 
Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, that's going to be, that's going to be a, a must listen if you need all the background, but also watch the Netflix docu documentary docu series, three episodes that just dropped the other day. And then also the HBO documentary. Yeah. I saw there's, that. And there's like a yeah. discovery, uh, discovery ID one, I yeah. think. Yeah. Investigation discovery one that you can watch on demand. But my question uh, though is, is, is with, the, the actual trial, which the HBO documentary does not cover because it's going on right now, is he decided to take the stand. Yes. And he did that on Thursday, I believe, and some some of Friday. He's so scary. He's, He's so scary. But like what I what I don't understand, Sophie, is that I feel like, OK, listen, this screams guilty, like everything that you see. And I get that we have due process and I get our, our justice system. But in a way, when we're televising these things, we're kind of also making them stars in this weird, perverted way, because this gets blasted out to millions. We all talk about it. The ratings on like, like YouTube are insane. They get better ratings than cable now in terms of just viewership. Is that bad? I mean, like, it, it, should we be worried about this? Because it's like the Jen Shaw of it all. She kind of loves like any attention is good attention now. Wait, so you're worried that if that this culture of us watching like trials and commodifying like the legal system. Yeah. Well, I feel like there is a com com commodifying now more than ever is that, listen, he I knows there's I a slim chance that he'll, he'll, he knows there's a slim chance he'll be found not guilty, but still it's a chance. Now, in the meantime, though, there is such a, a fervor about this case that everybody knows them now. And there is a cachet to that, whether you like it or not. Like Buster, who's the only living son, can make money off of this eventually. Yes. And Buster, I mean... I know that Buster is rumored to be, he has, you know, some shady stuff that he's been linked to. If you watch the documentaries, I don't know if Buster's innocent. He hasn't been charged with anything. I, as it stands, feel really bad for Buster. I feel he had, he testified in his father's defense Yeah, he's obviously in a terrible position. I can't imagine being in that position. I feel terribly for you see his dad pat him on the butt, like on the way out. Like, like how did they let him get that close to him? No, no, not, not in a sexual way, but like, how did you, that's not supposed to happen in a criminal trial where he gets close enough to Buster to be able to like, kind of hug him. The way he was like smiling at him on the stand yes. was like creepy. I'm so um, proud of you, boy. I'm so proud of you. The good bus, old bus, 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 yeah. It's like bus, bus on the stand stand. Yeah, so ridiculous. And it's supposed to be like, oh, ah, shucks, backwards. Like, it's kind of Tom Schwartz-ish of like, oh, we just do things a little different around these parts. It's such bullshit. You can tell that he's such a manipulator. I think that this was his last stand to explain why his voice was in that Snapchat video. The, at the kennels. In the five yeah. minutes before the murders happened at the kennels on Paul's phone that he clearly had no idea happened. Yeah. Any, anywho, going to go check out my mom and dad right now, like anywho. conveniently at night. Bye-bye. Yeah, right <laughs> at that moment, someone comes out with a gun. It's like, I was waiting for this. Wait, by the way, they can prove it's, it's his spirit. guns, too. It's his guns. It's that his were guns. Like... Literally, none of it, none of it makes sense. Unless none he was the guy that did it. It is so, and I was just saying this on the family Zoom call because, of course, my family was asking me about it. 
And I said, it's, you think about reasonable doubt and a lot of people are like, well, it's mostly circumstantial evidence. There really isn't much forensic evidence. The clothes that he's wearing in a Snapchat video earlier that night are conveniently nowhere to be found. He had no blood on him when the police arrived, which is also strange if you check their pulses. But anyway, it's mostly circumstantial evidence. So there are people that I think are worried that there's enough reasonable doubt that he could get acquitted. And to me, I'm like, it's way more unreasonable that someone else somehow did it. Like there yeah. at this yeah, point, yeah. It's like, there's just, it's just not reasonable to think that someone else did it. The only person that was benefiting from this, a vigilante, Paul was days away from going to court. And you know what would have happened? They would have investigated Alec Murdoch's financials when he was getting sued by the Beach family. And, and you know, seeing all that, that all, yeah. Case to go away. The boat case is what kind of led to everything. That's why, you know, all these documentaries start with the boat case. That is like really what set everything off. Um, anyway, yeah. 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 No, it's, it, it really is fascinating. And I highly recommend that Netflix documentary just to kind of even like see about the past criminal activity that you guys might not know about, but I'm sure everybody does at this point. Um, I do want to bring up a lot of other things, starting with reality uh, shows are you you're obviously watching the season of Vanderpump Rules we're three episodes in yeah, and what what are, you, what are you what are you what are you what are you thinking so far I just want to know I'm loving, it. I'm loving Raquel it. Raquel goes out with Katie and Lala what I listen I want I like Raquel like I have, but how would you not lie if she goes she goes well I do like Tom but nothing's gonna happen like, would you ever say that to somebody's ex? No, obviously not. Obviously not. Like, also, what? like Lala admitting that her and James slept together when her and when him and Randall and she was with Randall and she was with Randall. Like, it's all so chaotic. I think this is what we needed. We needed all of these breakups. We can't have everyone being happy. Obviously, it doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. So this feels like we're getting, and I know everyone else has been saying this, that it kind of is the first time in years that it's felt like vintage VPR. I know. Even the lighting. Do you notice the lighting even is like, it's like dark yeah. purple hues and stuff like it's that? Less, the- it's less like bright and like, I mean, it's obviously overly produced, but it's like, it's less like full glam and bright and it's more, it feels more genuine to me. When, 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 when DJ James Kennedy, listen, like he's Jax 2.0, but he's so necessary. Him yeah. calling Sheena pumpkin pie with like it's good on so with whipped cream, it's good on top until you get to the middle. And then also saying that the Canyon Club in Agora Hills what is a very pumpkin? I didn't is understand a very the pie thing. Someone okay, really okay, so pumpkin pie usually for a lot of people, it's not tasty, it's not sweet when you get to the middle, it's pumpkin-y, it's not like it's not sweet to the taste. Like, so you think you're going to dig into some good old pie and then it's pumpkin pie. A lot of people don't like pumpkin pie, I you know? I love pumpkin pie. So like, I don't understand that. Pumpkin pie to me is a compliment. I, I think it's brilliant because I knew exactly what he was saying, but also him saying, saying, or is that a James Kennedy? Like that's a James Kennedy original. That is a James Kennedy original. Wait, say, what did he say again? He's like, pumpkin pie. It's sweet at first, uh, but it's not uh, sweet long. <laughs> wait, wait, but yeah, you guys don't, I, I keep trying to explain to the audience, like Agora Hills, where the Canyon club is the way he said it was a sacred place. Cause that's where he met Allie. At the first concert, Agora Hills isn't a sacred place to anyone. No offense to my Agora Hill listeners. Uh, I mean, but it's like, it's not like it's nowhere near Hollywood. It's like a really out there space. It's a great venue, but it's like hysterical that he was like this sacred, this sacred place that I met my love of my life. And do you notice how he always says, um, whenever Allie goes, hey, James, are you going to drink? 
And he'll be like, he'll look at her and go, oh my God, you're so gorgeous. He'll completely turn the conversation. He'll go, your bone structure is amazing. And she you just stops. Never done, I've never dated someone with hair as pretty as yours. Look at your mane. Look at your mane. Oh my God. Oh my God. Remember when you picked the lettuce out of her mouth? Yeah. <laughs> wait, then, wait. Also, listen, I, I, I understand Raquel having the dog, but like the dog sitting there with a puncture wound. Like the dog had a puncture wound and, and they said the dog got it at a board, like a, when she went out, she had to put it at a boarding house and the dog tried to escape. I want a whole new series about that. I want a Vanderpump investigation discovery of like, what's going on with this place that this dog's trying to escape from and gave itself a puncture wound. Yeah. I was very confused. I, uh, I sat next to Ariana at the award show on Friday night and Lala did say on Watch What Happens Live that they were going to try to get Ariana single next. And Ariana and Tom, I don't think, found that very funny. So that was, that was, <laughs> but by the way, I it's, it's good. Like this shit's really going down know, right now. It is. That would actually make me sad. I think if Ariana and Sandoval broke up, I would be sad. I think they're good. I think they're good. But also, since it's been two weeks since I've talked to you, Dude, what is up with the other part owner of Schwartz and Sandy's calling these guys dipshits? Yeah, he's like, these guys are, these guys literally have shit for brains. I can't even like, and then Lisa going, they're your problem now. It's like, who the fuck would do that? Like, if you have a piece of this bar, why would you badmouth these guys? Yeah, wait, like, why are you going, going into business with people who have bird brains for brains or whatever he said? (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly what I bird brains for brains. Bird Why brains would you do it? Brains. Yeah, like what? And um, it's just like Tom Schwartz is so the just prime example of like white straight male mediocrity failing <laughs> up in life. Like, how did he fall into the and seem honestly? Katie Maloney, Katie Maloney is like, how how did this person? become a reality television star like she is so miserable she's so miserable she's not she's not like natural to me like I know I'm so used to watching her for so long obviously she's an OG it's very impressive that she has been on a successful reality show for 10 years now I you know I'm not sure how I feel about Katie yet this season but either way it's like how how has Katie Maloney and Tom Schwartz fallen into this success? They are so like, they clearly don't like working very hard. Like what is going on, on with the sandwich shop? Like what happened well, I, to Katie's, Katie's beauty? Remember her beauty blog? Yeah, she, like, she had the she had the beauty blog. She had a lot, but, but at the same time, I feel like at this point, Schwar- <laughs> I don't know, Schwartz, like, I understand Katie this season more than I ever have. And I I think this is literally like stomping Katie down because Katie, Katie should be upset if she if he dates somebody in the group. That's like if like for somebody to come out of divorce, like that's insane. That is truly insane. And Schwartz knows it. Schwartz knows it. She has every right to be every right to be a hundred percent, a hundred percent. I just like with Katie, I'm just like, you are just and obviously like speaking of watch it crappens ben and ronnie said something they were like katie maloney is just always miserable she is never happy like for so long it would where'd you go oh i'm right here sorry i just hit i hit my can you hear me sorry yeah 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 i can hear you yeah um 
but she's just miserable. Like, yeah, but wouldn't you be miserable at dealing with all of this yeah. shit? Yes. Like, literally having friends, like, listen, I love Sheena this season. She is earning her paycheck, but at the same time, it's just like, I love that, like, Katie was just, Katie was just, like, being a nice guy. Kate, sorry, my dad was just calling. Katie was, uh, Katie was texting with Sheena and said, oh, yeah, I've made out with a guy. So Sheena took that as, Bob can fuck anybody in this group that he wants. Like, how would you ever make that kind of comparison? Right, right. Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I gotta tell you, the quality is great, because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from 30 performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I, yeah, I'm just, like, I, Sheena, Sheena is just like, of course, Sheena would not be okay if like the roles were reversed. Like, are you kidding me? No, not at all. And why do we keep, why do we, we're not like putting pressure on Schwartz at all. All the girls are fighting and Schwartz gets away with it once again. Schwartz always gets away with it. And Ariana made that amazing point. Like yes. he's, no one is ever mad at Schwartz, even though they should be. And Ariana likes Tom and said that. Aren't yeah. like Schwartz and still said that because that's the honesty of that situation. What do you yeah. think about uh, he he mentioned that girl, Joe, that lives with him at his new apartment. Did you catch that part? Yeah. Like what? Who is that? Like what? So, she looks like Ru- Teddy. She looks like Ru- Freddie Mellencamp. Of Br- <laughs> Freddie Mellencamp, dude. Freddie Mel- what if that's Freddie Mellencamp in a wig trying to get on back on a TV show? Oh, like, what's up, everybody? Um, but do you... Uh, Real Moms of Bravo, I think, posted this on their stories last week. 
was talking about this lady and there's a rumor that they are actually dating and have been dating. And that's why the Raquel photo was posted. That's why it was to kind of take the attention off of this Joe lady. Um, have you heard anything about that? No. Yeah. But why what, why yeah. would he why would he need to make it seem like he's not dating? Is it just to like not ruffle Katie's feathers or like, but you're on a reality show? Like, I think that's well, supposedly this girl Joe is friends with Kristen Doty, and that's oh. how they met to begin with. Listen, I don't know, and I've had that a feeling most Kristen of the cast. Oh my God, that would get Kristen in so much trouble. We need Kristen back for Katie to find out that Kristen sets force up with her friends. <laughs> oh my God. But uh, somebody had sent me a photo from that photo shoot with him and Raquel in front of the Schwartz and Sandy sign. And it was from uh, that girl. I don't know how they got this girl's account, but it was that same day. And she was there as well, right next to them taking that photo. So I feel like there's a bit of manipulation potentially in that relationship. Um, But I don't know the reason why. Like, I don't know why Schwartz wouldn't just say, I am dating this girl and come out and say it. Like, why not just be honest? Why... I don't think it's more exciting for me to think that her, him and Raquel are dating. I don't give a shit about that. I would rather know if he's dating this other girl for real or not. Right. Exactly. Exactly. We want the re I saw that Rolling Stone article. Um, yes. Which by the way, we've said all the shit in that Rolling Stone article before, by the way, they have a credibility problem. Yes. Um, who was the, the author again? Um, I don't know. I don't know who the author is, but somebody sent that to me on Friday and I was like, we said all this shit. So sorry. I feel so bad talking about a story without crediting um, the author, but Um, I just didn't, I just thought of it. It's guys, there's a Rolling Stone article, just type Rolling Stone Bravo and it should come up. I bet. Let me see. Yeah. Let's, let's try to find him. Rolling Stone Housewives. The real Housewives show. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. In the midst of an... Lewis Staples, uh, Real Housewives shows are in the midst of an authentic, uh, authenticity crisis, which is totally yeah. true. And they made the point of Robin Dixon, MA, all of these shows, if they're based on reality and we're not seeing the reality, there's going to be a problem eventually. Yeah. And it called out how for so long it felt like Rena like, was just trying to produce without actually showing the realities of her own life. And Oh, in the Aspen, it talked about, you know, what happened in Aspen with Kathy. And yeah, it's just become kind of the downfall for some of these franchises and housewives. The Heather, the Heather Black Eye. Like, there have just been so many instances lately where it feels like, um, you know, it's not actually reality. And, and that's, that's kind like, of frustrating because why would we want? We'll watch Outer Banks if we want to watch scripted TV, you know? Exactly. Exactly. But that's why the short shit makes me pissed because I don't think him and Raquel are anything, but I do think they made out because everybody kept like poking and poking it. So they finally made out at Sheena's wedding. But like, to me, the real truth would be fascinating if Schwartz is dating this girl. I would rather see that than I would rather see a fake Raquel Schwartz storyline. Right. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Exactly. We want the realities look this is me with my cane i'm a grumpy old man about oh reality shows ah. oh yeah, my I'm, god I'm on a cane poor uh, thing. uh okay well speaking of beverly hills though so they did their big group shoot this weekend their first big group shoot for the new uh season it was crystal's 40th birthday party 
And oh my lord, this Erica Jane thinks she is the shit again. Oh By the way, Erica god. Jane has lost a good deal of weight. Have you seen? Did you see that photo of her I with that like her her yeah, boobies posted, out? Yeah, she posted a topless photo. I didn't like notice exactly. Like I didn't. I wasn't looking at her like weight. I'm really bad at like not. No, 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 that no, no, no. Those. Uh, I'm not talking about that photo with the weight. There's all these other photos. She has dropped a great deal of weight. In the last year, uh, I'm not going to say it was Empic or anything like that. I'm sure it's hard work because she's a hard worker. Um, but that the sh- the thing with the booby photo, do you see how messy and chaotic it is in the background? Like, look at all the shit just laying around. There's like there's like extension cords and yeah. all of this stuff in the background. I didn't like Sophie. I'm a straight dude, and I know a lot of people have that find that hard to believe. But there was nothing attractive about that photo. Like I would be like, oh, sorry, miss. Please put your shirt on. You know? Oh, it's gross. It's gross. Yeah, like when she was like, get me without my top holding my boobs. Just because she's gross. It's because she's a bad person. And I don't want to look at her. If she She was a good person, I would find that very hot. She just wants attention. Well, a lot of people are saying, oh, it's because they all look really happy in the photo shoots from Crystal's 40th. And everybody's like, oh, good, a fun, breezy season. And I'm like, you guys, this is like the first shoot. Like, give it time for everybody to be miserable. It'll happen. Yeah, exactly. It's going to happen. But yeah, uh, I'm here. It got me excited. It got me excited for sure. Well, did you see the other post uh, somebody sent me? I don't follow Erica on Instagram, but she uh, she did another post saying like, is there, I think it's time for me to write another New yeah. York Times bestseller. And like, girl, you didn't even write your New York Times bestseller. Brian Moylan wrote your New York Times bestseller. So you should just tag Brian and go, are you ready to write another book for me, Brian? Like, that's ridiculous. I know. I know. Tell me about it. <laughs> Wait, so would you ghostwrite for Erica if she offered you, like, what would be the price if Erica goes... That honestly be, I mean, I've literally never ghostwritten anything. I think that's a very hard skill to have. I've never written a book. One day I would love to, but yeah, it'd be hard. But if anyone asked me to ghostwrite a book for them, any sort of celebrity, I would say yes. I wait, Erica Jane, you're going to write, you're going to write and you're going to write Erica Jane's second book. That's how quickly you crumbled. What if, what if Alex Murdoch asked you to write a book about Papa and Mag Mag? Would you do it? For the right price. Paul and Mag Mag for the right price. Honestly, honestly, no, Murdoch wouldn't be able to. He wouldn't be able to um profit off of his crimes. That's true. But I'm but I'm saying what if he asked you hypothetically asked you? Yeah, just hypothetically, you could profit off your crimes. Would you do it? Would you do it knowing that he's guilty? Um if he did like an if I did it type of OJ Simpson style book. If, yeah. If I did yeah. it, I'm OJ. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Amy, 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 Miss Miss Ross, if you're if you're listening to this, Miss Ross, will you talk to Sophie? She shouldn't be writing for criminals. I think that's like a hard line. <laughs> Someone's gotta do it. And look, if you have a lifelong dream, which for me, my lifelong dream has always, and I know I need way more, I think time and discipline to write a book but i mean a lifelong dream being able to publish a book even if it's under alec murdoch's name hey maybe maybe i could accomplish 
Cross hey, it off Erica, the list. Erica, if you're listening, help Sophie have a uh, fulfill a lifelong dream. Like make this a make a wish foundation for Sophie. Her budget, her budget isn't very high. I wouldn't do it for a very low budget. Let's just say that. Well, dude, I'll tell you what, I, I've I now listened to three Bravo books in the last month. I listened to Craig Conover's pillow or his book. I listened to Leah McSweeney's and I just recently listened to Heather Gay's. And it's just like any of those Bravo people, these don't need to be books. Like these could be podcasts. Heather Gay, and I don't even like Heather Gay anymore. She had the best one out of those three, but still it was ridiculous. Like she was like, I totally believe in the Mormon church. And then it was like, all of a sudden, Bravo asked me to be on a show. Peace out, God. Wait, say that again? The whole Heather Gay book is basically- Oh, it was Heather's? Heather Gay's. It was all like the whole thing was like how she was raised in the Mormon religion, believed in God. It was like the one true gospel. And then it was all the stuff they were making a TV show. And she was like, peace out, church. Bye, God. Like it was, and then there was- they they have no discussion of like Jen Shaw is barely in this book at all. She is such a oh man, it's so weird. Did you did you have any thoughts have about zero, Jen Shaw finally going to prison? I have zero interest in reading um Heather Gay's book. Zero interest. I listened to it. I listened to it. I didn't read it. I, I just do not care. I don't think it's interesting. I'm sorry. I know that it's like interesting to some people of Mormonism and her leaving. I, I do that not part care. was good, the Mormonism. Well, but you'll write for Erica Jane. What if, what if we pay you to listen to it? If you if you guys paid me to listen to it, I I probably would. Um, well, or- Craig Conover's had no Craig Conover's had no conflict. It was literally like the only conflict in the book was like in third grade somebody made fun of him once, and it like it really like it really carried on throughout the rest of his life. <laughs> Um, okay, so I do wonder get- how Jen Shaw is doing in prison. I'm looking at her Instagram right now, like secretly hoping that she's like still posting from prison, but no. Well, so she said somebody she made a, a post before she left saying yeah. that an, an administrator will be posting for her, which I thought it would be great if the administrator started doing silly memes and stuff, like really yeah. lighthearted uh, meme stuff. Yeah, guys, I. I told you last week, I checked this prison out. It, they don't even call it a prison. They call it a camp. There's no bars on the door. It looks pretty sweet. Me and Sophie have talked about prisons for a long time. This is like, this is the one that would finally get me to go there, I think. it look, They have an amphitheater outside for performances. Wait, should I go? Well, I don't think, like, I think you have to be really rich. Like, I think you have to really, you have to get the, you have to know the right people to get into this prison. It's like getting into Harvard. You have to know that, I think you get, you got to get recommendations. You have to have a good GPA. It's a whole thing. Okay. So maybe not. Yeah, maybe not. Yeah. Give it like 10 years. Um, Summer House. What are you thinking of Summer House so far? Should summers be sad? Um... Okay, so I was actually pleasantly surprised. I thought the premiere was very lackluster. Uh, yeah, because we haven't Completely. talked since the premiere. I thought yeah. the premiere was very lackluster. I definitely was like, I have concerns about this cast. Um, but the, the second, second episode, episode, I was pleasantly surprised because there definitely was like genuine drama between Maya and Lindsay between um carl and kyle and (laughs) it's interesting to see like what the hell is going to happen with danielle and her friendships with Lindsay and carl because in this episode she is like still fiercely defending them like 
Something went yes. down. Really. I'm interested in, in seeing that. And I felt like there was genuine drama in this. And I also think that Kyle, the way that he was talking about Carl was so like, there's no coming back from that for you to be talking. Exa- exactly. About, there's no, their friendship is over. Like you do not come back from that. And I'm interested in seeing the reunion because who knows if Carl you know, had, had seen that before everyone else did or knew that was coming or what I don't that. think he did. Like that is the friendship ending stuff. And so I think the reunion will be very interesting. I don't think that Kyle and Carl are going to be friends moving forward. Obviously we know Carl is no longer watch what happens uh, on the face. Everyone keeps calling it lover Carl. <laughs> I can't, I can't. But by the that. way, I do, I do understand Kyle. I do understand Kyle saying yeah. Yeah. Um, that, that like, listen, Carl wasn't doing, pro- he's probably not the best salesman for an alcohol company, but they made him the face because they worked his role into that because he was so good at that. It's just that Carl yeah. is allowed to change and not want to do that anymore either, but he and might also- not have been good at the salesman job. Well, yeah, I think that VP of sales is a very, very important job that someone needs to be doing full time. And I think, you know, Carl for a while was was you know happy doing that, but I think eventually if you don't have to have a full time job that you really have to slave away at, why would you? If you're doing Marshall's commercials and on reality TV, why the fuck would you have a 9 to 5? Like he uh, Kyle obviously needs unless he really- has ownership stake, unless he has ownership stake. And I don't know how big Carl's ownership stake in Loverboy is. And I will I will say, though, that is inexcusable for Kyle to bring up the Coke thing. Because that's just like, if we're going to start bringing up drugs on Bravo, every cast is like screwed. If we're going to start like saying uh, the people who are doing drugs, um, that's not that's not going to be good for anybody on these shows. Because Kyle's going to be screwed. All of Vanderpump Rules is going to be screwed. Southern Charm is like dead in the water if we start bringing up drugs. Like that's messed up. That's like a secret below the belt. Yeah. I mean, I think in this instance, it's like, that was, that was then like, he was like, that was then though. Like he doesn't do that anymore. He's sober sober now. Either way, it's a bad thing to bring up. Um, It's obviously a terrible look for Carl. That's something that is, you know, a private. And especially if he's looking for a new job, especially if he's looking for a new job out there. I mean, I think I, I think we both know that Carl isn't looking for a new nine to five job. I think that <laughs> nobody's looking for a new sales job. I think that. I think that I love Carl. Kyle. I love Kyle. Yeah, and they're just different. Like Kyle is a very yes. like he's into running the business. He is. He's like very obsessed. It's with his working. dream. It's his baby. Like yeah. I totally get and it. We know, and even before Loverboy, he, he founded what was that other business he founded? He founded another successful business before Loverboy. He's a serial entrepreneur. He's very into working. Some people are like that. Some people like Carl. We know that Carl in the past had issues keeping his sales jobs. He wasn't meeting. We saw quotas. it on the show. Yep. yep. We saw it on the show. So it's like maybe Carl like just doesn't like working that much. And that's fine. If he's making enough money from reality TV, more power to ya. Like, I, I think that they're both right. It was just obviously Kyle's delivery at that dinner was really, really, really bad. And also Which kind of, like, by the way, that, but we've seen Kyle's delivery always be bad. Kyle's delivery when he drinks is always bad. Right. I thought it was really bad. I mean, I thought it was illuminating that Carl was like, 
I am working 90 hour weeks. And Kyle was like, no one knows what Carl does. Like <laughs> 90 hour weeks. I was like, even 90 hour weeks. And I'm like, I could see both sides of it. Cause I know what it's like to be overworked and doing stuff that no one really sees or notices or cares about. So I could see Carl actually being like, I am working super hard and no one's, you just don't know what I do. And I can also see Kyle being like, no, like, what does he do? Because the output isn't, isn't matching that level of work. So I can see both sides of it. Yeah. I don't know who's right or wrong, but obviously Kyle at, at that dinner was wrong. And at watch what happens live. Well, he was like, well, I thought that was a private conversation. Like I didn't know Danielle could hear. He kept going, he kept he was going, like, it was supposed to be so loud. It's so loud in here. He thought that made yeah. an excuse. Like, and, okay. And he was like, you're wearing a microphone and you're on camera. <laughs> Come on, he knows. He knows. He's not a dummy. Like that is why. Anyways, I, I wanted to say something to you to get your opinion on this. Kyle was on so bad it's good this week, and Kyle, I asked, who would you want to come back to Summer House? And guess, guess who he said? Um, guess, 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 guess. Jules. He wants Hannah Burner to come back. Kyle does. Kyle said that on so bad it's good this week. Yeah, and I and I immediately go, no, Kyle, are you kidding me? Don't do that. I said, I know he's friends with your, I know she's friends like with a with like Paige and your wife and all that stuff, but don't do it, Kyle. Don't do it. No, she will I come at Hannah, you. Hannah and Amanda aren't friends, and also on Watch What Happens Live, Andy was like, on a scale of one to ten, how how excited would you be about Hannah? Something about Hannah, and he was like, uh, zero. He like, I'm releasing. I'm releasing the clip. I'm releasing the clip after we speak today. And that's, and I said, are you kidding me, Kyle? Are you kidding me? What? Yeah. Yeah. What? I'm so confused because this was literally him on Watch What Happens Live like last week. Listen, he might just say that because it'd be good TV. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. She was. She was very hateable on that one season. On her last season, she was so hateable. And they went up against each other. Yeah, and people were talking about Summer House more than ever because people hated her so much. So that was kind of impressive, actually. I will say Summer House ratings are really down this season so far. So hopefully it will pick back up. Um, also, uh, it's just they're not real friends anymore. Like, if you think about the early seasons, it was a genuine friend group. Now it's just like random ass people. So it's like how Vanderpump are- Rules works this season because they all yeah. seem to be in each other's orbit. Like, guys, even this week, they're not even filming right now. They all hung out together this week. Like, Sheena was, like, hanging out with Lala all week. Raquel was hanging out. Like, they all hang out. The real relationships are there, for sure. Exactly. Uh, uh, Good news, you guys. Uh, Jake Paul lost his first fight today to uh, some uh, kid, Fury, or something like that, who's, who's married and has a child with somebody from Love Island, Maggie May. But I'm glad that he lost. But did you get this? Drake bet $400,000 on um, Jake Paul winning the fight, and he lost it. Drake is truly in a weird era. He's like in a Michael Jordan betting era. He's made over $3 million in betting, uh, in weird bets this year, just on sports games, like the Super Bowl, and all of weird betting. He's super into betting, for sure. Um, Could Could you imagine, like, just blowing... Like if he if he had won, yeah. he would have won one point two million dollars, but he lost. Like imagine four hundred thousand dollars losing on Jake Paul. 
Like, isn't that you, sad? You have to be like a different level of rich to have that, to make that much money from betting. Cause you're willing to risk that much money. Like for me, and that's the, the most, excitement, right? The most amount of money that I would be willing to risk on a bet is probably like $30. That's how much I could stand to lose without it really hitting me where it hurts. So you're saying you bet $30 on Jake Paul. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I did actually. I'm glad that, I mean, Jake Paul is like, I, if Jake Paul had won, I think we would have, I don't even know what that would mean. I just, I'm glad he lost. He seems like a, like, it seems like a yeah, really weird. Me too. I'm glad he lost too. I'm happy about that. That's the pick me up. I needed on this, on this evening. <laughs> uh, as we start winding down here, uh, I wanted to talk to you really quick. Uh, they're pushing this news story I've noticed in the last week that Leo DiCaprio is wet, is ready to give it a shot with older girls. Like he like all these articles have been written lately of Leo DiCaprio's said through an intermediary that he's ready to like try older women. And I'm like, how sad is it that you have to like put out like feelers? Statement yes, like put out like say say that I'm willing, say that I'm willing to date older. Like, isn't that weird? It's literally just because of the bad PR he's been getting for it when it came out that he was dating that 19 year old. And it's just a new era. Like that used to be normal with like Elvis didn't Elvis date like a Priscilla when she was like Priscilla 15. Presley was like 16 or something like that. Yeah, yeah. It's like that used to be a normal thing. Like it really did. And so Leo, if it weren't for society being like, wait, that's actually really gross and fucked up. Um, Leo would definitely still be dating 19 year olds until the day he died but but yeah by way, I mean, guys, yeah by the way i still think he will be dating those we just won't he's just gonna make sure we yeah, really yeah. don't know about it it's you know gonna be in, it's gonna be in secret maybe he'll he should do like a george clooney type thing where he like has like a really like respectable wife suddenly and then does whatever he i don't know if george clooney does whatever he wants on the side but I feel like well, having like a stand. Also, George Clooney was. I never thought George Clooney was a creep. Like, or maybe I'm just forgetting, yeah, but I don't remember George Clooney famous, being a creep. But he was a famous bachelor for like a really long time. Yes, he always said he never wanted to get married, which, by the yeah. way, is totally fine. You don't have to yeah, get married. That does absolutely. not make you any money. Absolutely, absolutely, yes. I'm just saying, um, Leo. Leo can, either needs to stop, or he needs to just, you know. Keep it in private because people are going to criticize him. <laughs> like they're just, yes. they're just going to call him <laughs> a fucking creep, and I think he's realizing that people think he's creepy. Well, I think it's weird that he bought Epstein's Island. Isn't that weird? Why would you do that? He did. I didn't know that. I'm, wait, I was just seeing if Sophie was listening. So sometimes you'll do that because, like, you'll see it like hit her brain, and then I was like waiting for the, and I was like, yeah, no, he did not do that. He did not do that, but. I'm sure Brian, it's up for sale. I'm sure. <laughs> Why did I believe you for a second? You, that actually is something that would happen, though. Uh, you know what I do? I think it's I think it's the mimosas. I think it's like all like I think that you're like, wait a sec. Because by the way, in theory, Leo probably would like his own island. It would it makes sense in a weird way. Um. Okay. <laughs> oh, you're you don't watch Jersey. By the way, Jersey. Jersey's yeah. so Jersey's the same. They're fighting. The brother and sister, they're fighting. I like the new girl, Danielle. Um, have you dipped into this? And as an older man, it's weird for me to dip into it, but do you dip into the Selena, Haley, um, Selena, Haley, uh, the other all, one, Kylie crap at all? It's all so childish. They all need to grow right? up. They they're all, in their tw their mid-20s at least. 
they all need to grow the fuck up. Selena's 30. Like, I'm sorry. This is so childish. All of it is childish. Selena knows what she's doing when she responds to it, when she reacts. Haley is obviously, I think, I think that she is being rude on purpose in some instances. I think the eyebrow thing may have been a misunderstanding, but I feel like making fun of Selena's eyebrows, right? That's yeah, what it was. that's what started. There's other content that she's been putting out where you could argue that she's being a bully, and it seems like her, Kylie, Kendall, Justine, Sky. I think they are kind of like the the bully mean girls of like this, you know, young Hollywood. In my opinion, it seems like they are being mean girls on social media sometimes. Either way, they're all childish. They're all immature. And Selena and you have won. everything. They all have Selena. everything. They have Selena. everything. Yeah, Selena won by not ending up with Justin. You won, Selena. The prize <laughs> being Justin Bieber, that is not a prize you want to win. It's not. Yeah, that guy seems like he has, uh, that guy seems like he has, by the way, uh, that guy seems like he has just a really hard time with life, which I, I get. Like, he with seems like he has some real, and, like, yeah. Haley, Haley has talked so much about marriage being such hard work and so hard. And it's like, you guys are like 25. <laughs> and also like, you just got married. They were, they've been talking about how hard marriage is for like all four or five years. <laughs> they were talking about that when they were just dating. They weren't even married yet. They're like, yeah, marriage they is so hard. Yet. Marriage is so hard. Being engaged is really hard. They got engaged like five seconds <laughs> after which I can understand why Selena, like people are like, let it go. And it's like, I can understand why she's mad about that. But like, did we and I talk about that rumor that, that did we ever talk about that rumor that Justin took Haley's virginity before they were married. Like, but that was even before they were dating. That was the first person that was who she lost her virginity to. And that's why when they did get married, it was even more special. I, did you ever hear that rumor? No, but I can see that. Cause I know they did date. Um, for a while, or not for a while, but a it while. It was in Justin's that. bad boy. It was in Justin's bad yeah. boy period. They did date a while before they ended up getting engaged and married. Yeah. I So I could believe yeah. that. I never heard that, but yeah, I buy that. Yeah. Um, but then they show Kylie and it's like, I can't believe these goofs are fighting with each other. Like every, like, I, I don't even like, Kylie looks so, they all look just weird. Like, being a bully makes you look like a weirdo like every like the kylie photo of her posing i just keep thinking like you're not you don't you can't even serve anything like travis scott didn't even want to be with you travis used you to make astroworld go away and now you're back to being like alone and have like the audacity to pick on somebody else like get over it you're a billionaire go enjoy your life i'm really like team no one everyone sucks here because Selena, I think, knows what she's doing, too. And she's not immune from criticism. I feel like for a long time, it was like, oh, well, she, you know, she has had mental health problems. And she, you know, lupus and the Justin Bieber stuff. Like, I feel like people have given her a lot of grace. And I think that Selena seems like a good person. And I like her. And I follow her. And I like her music. But she is she needs to grow up when it comes to the social media comments because she knows what her fan base is like. She has she works with Steve Martin and Martin short all day. Like how amazing of a career do you have? On right. top of being a musician, like you, you have, have the fucking life. Kylie wishes she had a real talent like that. You know, exactly. It's like, you do not need to like stoop to this level. Just like keep, keep to yourself, stay out of the drama, stay above the, above the drama. And when they go low, you go high Selena. 
Yeah, Selena, this you would be If you're listening, I, I know Selena loves our Monday shows. Selena, Selena does. No, so actually, so that's if Selena is known for calling in from time to time on the show, even though yeah. I don't take calls he's, yet. Um, he's one of uh, our, like most famous baddies, I would say. Oh, yeah, but she also asks us not to like say that she listens, so oh, it's it's a whole thing. Okay. I want to respect her privacy. So, yeah, don't I'm be. Sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry, Sal. Sal, 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 Hey, sell, 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 And finally, are you enjoying Kim's new face? Like the what she's done under the eyes? You know it's very different. Like, it's very different. I think it's like she's at Milan Fashion Week or something where like she's in all of these like, you know, outfits and photos. I love that she has switched up from like the, like the Balenciaga, like sleek yeah. straight like scary harsh like the platinum she listened and went back to like voluptuous waves in her like natural brunette like soft like vintage a little bit vintage looking waves i'm loving the hair the face looks different but also there's and something I- there's something with the eyes there's something yeah. right here there's yeah, something no, underneath she, the she, eyes she changed her face for sure and what they do is they change their hair at the same time so you just think it's their hair that they changed but it's weird, like, because I feel like we're on the precipice of, like, potentially one false move where it all falls apart. Oh, like, you know what I'm I saying? Know. Like, when you're... Yes, a Kiera. Do you guys know, or was it Kiera? Oh, it's, a, uh, I think she's Dutch influencer named Emily. She was at a Milan Fashion Week event. It's Emily Sinlev, E-M-I-L-I, Milan Fashion okay. Week with... um. Kim and she posted an unretouched photo of Kim and it's here. Whoa, whoa. You know what it, it reminds me of? You know what that you know that game with the blocks? You know when you're drinking, you play the block yeah, game and you, you put the you oh, know, Jenga. The, the, Jenga. Jenga, yeah, Jenga. And yeah. you do it with like the life set. Like I feel like sometimes with the Kardashians, it's like a big Jenga set that like they keep building and building on top of the faces, but the structure beneath it gets like like shakier. Yeah, it's going to collapse eventually, you know? It has reached uncanny valley to me. Like it really is just uncanny. And it looks like she's wearing colored contacts here too. Like there's a lot happening. He looks, when you're not looking at her own Instagram, when you're looking at real photos of her that aren't retouched to the high heavens, it's it's not it's not great in my opinion. It's not great. I wonder what would, I, I wonder what that the, would be like to see her in person. That must be like sh- like to see her in person has got to be like looking at like a a really high definition television. Like it's just got to be like it's got to look so weird. If I were if I were her or like any of these Kardashians, I would be so scared. Or like Danielle Bernstein, like certain influencer influencers that Photoshop themselves so much. I would be so terrified of like being seen in person. Wait, are you, wait, I, I know we're going to in in a sec, but are you, are you watching, I'm watching a lot of TikTok still lately and these personalities on TikTok, like all of a sudden, are, do you get that one girl that like is the dog walker and then like she went to a bunch of Harry Styles concerts and she spent like 60 grand on Harry Styles concerts and she just goes to air one every day. And then she has this boyfriend, but then this week she, she also started an OnlyFans and she got like hooked up with a girl this week for the first time. Do you like get this girl? Like she's really popular on TikTok. What are you talking about? I'm just, there's a girl on TikTok that's really popular that started showing up in my feed. And it's like, it, eat, like she has a parrot that she walks around her apartment with. 
You got what? I'm telling no, you, I, I, I said it to you. I feel like I should know who this person is. I have no idea what you're talking about. This sounds made up. I figured you would. I figured, oh my God, I wish I was. It scared me so much. I wish I was making it up. And I'm getting that. But, and, and I'm also getting that other girl of like, you want more? I'll give you more. You, you get that girl that does I the celebrity gossip? I really don't see, I don't like go on TikTok that much, which is why it's like, there are so many TikTok influencers. I have no idea who they are because I'm not like scrolling on my feed. It's wild. I usually, I'm usually on TikTok just like searching for certain people whose content I want to watch. And then in terms of like my feed, I'm not really. Sorry. I would say that's Sorry. Like, but I know you're watching, you're watching Outer Banks. Anyways, I'm, I have, I'm I have no problem. I don't, you have a problem. I don't have a problem. Okay. So Sophie, what are you watching this week? What do you recommend? We, we want you to listen to the podcast X Knows All for the Murdoch. Yes. Uh, for Pop and, Pod, all the story. Yes. Guys, if you haven't watched the Murdoch Murders, um, Netflix docuseries, watch that. Outer Banks, um, The Last of Us. I'm really excited for the new episode. The past oh, yeah. Amazing. Dude, uh, dude, that big old gnarly uh, fungus guy that came up out of nowhere. Yeah, the fungus guy. The what's what are they called? The um, I don't, uh, clickers, clickers, clickers. No, but no, no, no. But the big fungus guy is called a bloater, I think. And I did uh, I tell you that about how? That's what I call myself. I know. I'm like that would be me in the Last of Us universe. Like, <laughs> I would be the person who got bit like first <laughs> decades ago. So I've just kept evolving into like a big fungus monster. That'd be would you, wait, if you got bit, would you tell your friends you got bit or would you wait till you turned? I would probably tell people so I could be like, but they yeah, would kill you. Yeah, I'd be like, kill me before I turn into a flesh eating zombie. Duh. I also Duh. feel like I'd give up. I'd, I'd give up super quickly. Like I wouldn't I run. I have I a bad knee. You, yeah, you have a bad knee. That's what I'm saying. I would be, I would be one of the first to go. Like I, that's like sucks so bad to watch these shows. And I'm like, oh, I would like, I would not succeed in the after, like in the apocalypse, I'm done. Like there's no hope for me. Yeah, same for sure. For sure. Um, I want to just uh, do one recommendation. I don't know, Sophie, did you ever mess around with the real world? You're so much younger than me, but the yeah. real world. I remember loving real world. There were certain seasons like real world Las Vegas with Trishel and real Dude. world New Orleans with Jemmy and Knight. Like there were certain seasons that I watched. And then I think I stopped watching at the real world Chicago. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah it's, been, it's been a couple years. Okay. So I had to stay in a hotel last night because the power was out. And the real world Las Vegas, which is season 12, is on Netflix now. You could watch the entire flipping season and i watched 19 episodes of the real world las vegas and it is it holds up you guys it holds up so well these editors like it is so much realer than any reality because it's before bravo the yeah. editing is insane and there's like real shit dude they have like a thrill like they almost had a threesome in one of the first episodes you have um uh, alton who's amazing but he's homophobic and he actually because he had these reasons he learns to be accepting of like uh of like gay culture like there are all these really weird like wild real things and it, it is was so like, refreshing to watch her shell's relationship with what was his name steven steven the whole and she's like yeah, they keep hooking up yeah, Frank and like Bryn or Brie. And I remember Trishel may or may not have, they suspected that she had a trigger warning eating disorder. 
Um, yep, there were yep. like, so many like real, like, oh my God, I need. Guys, it was so, I'm telling you, Sophie, go just Did check out one episode. Well? No, they have, it's so weird, you guys. Netflix has season 12 and season 24, and that's it. And this just popped up out of nowhere that's this so weekend, weird. and I'm like, and I couldn't stop watching it. It's only 20 minute episodes because the real world used to be half hour shows. So you can burn through so many all at once. But I'm telling you, it is oh, so yeah. refreshing. Uh, the one girl's in an open relationship with her boyfriend, Gabe, who she loves, but then starts hooking up with Alton like halfway through. And Alton's like in love with her and she's in love with him. You guys, I just forgot what yes. it was like to be young and to have this kind of freedom. I remember watching this going, it was like, and it was like, 2002 post 9-11 it was just it's just like before cell phones took over it was and they work at rain the nightclub it is so good you guys go check it yes, out it's so I'm ridiculous so excited. thank you for that recommendation i'm pumped i was hoping that you would uh you would you would like that because yeah, i i really highly recommend on, it. she followed me back on twitter like last year and i was super excited Dude, Trishel follows me on Instagram and I'm trying to get the balls yeah, to like, D I'm trying to get the, I want to DM her and ask if she'll come on. I don't know if she's like, cause she seems like she has a great husband. She lives in new Orleans and like, she seems like a debutante almost, but I would love to have her on the show after rewatching this. It, it just, I would love to see what the years have been like. I would love well, By the way, that. you know, she, you know, she hooked up with Leo DiCaprio. Supposedly that, that yeah. Look it up. Leo DiCaprio, Trishel. I swear to God, I'm not making that up. No and way. there was a rumor she hooked up with Adam Duritz, the lead singer of Counting Crows, which I was like, I love Counting Crows. So I was like, hell yeah. But that's just a rumor. I, I don't know if that's true. Wait, that, yes. that, that honestly makes me feel like I could have had a shot with Leo DiCaprio before like fillers and plastic surgery, because I feel like she was so normal. Well, but that's what she was so attractive about Trishel. Like I used to have a crush on Trishel when the real world was on. Like she was like that, that she was just really unique. Like she was yeah, re like no, weirdly she, beautiful. Yeah. Gorgeous. But also just like very like girls, girl next door, like normal. Oh my God. Yeah. God. And she, she, she had to tell her dad in one of the episodes that she hooked up with a girl and he was like, you ain't like that. You're not like that. I know you, Trishel. You ain't like that. She's like, of course not, Daddy. And it was like wild, you guys. Daddy. Wild. Of course not, of course Papa. Not, uh, okay. Sophie Ross. Oh, by the way, like Sophie Ross, go check out the Substack. Um, by the way, I was saying you should write an article for Rolling Stone. Like, why don't you pitch the Rolling Stone? Like you could have oh. written that article. You could have written that. I totally need to get back into freelance writing. I've taken kind of a pause with freelance writing that isn't my own Substack because I just don't have a ton of time after starting my new job recently, but eventually I will get back into writing for other publications, but I've been taking like a pause, a breather. Um, I kind of burnt out a little bit. It's a long story. And there's a TV <laughs> shortage. Good luck to everyone dealing with the ADD short medicine shortage. I have been dealing with that, which is very, very, very difficult. Uh, um, I have as well, guys. I have yeah, out here in Los so, Angeles as well. No joke. Like, I, yeah, it's, it's, it's wild. Nice. It's yeah. really, really, really yeah. awful. And that's been really hard for me to be as productive as I usually am. Give yourself, give yourself some grace. Give yourself as much grace as Selena Gomez's fans give her. <laughs> uh, well, we love you, Sophie, and have a great week. And you guys out there, have a great week as well. Uh, I'm just waving my cane in the air, just as an Aww. old man, just loving pop culture. Bye -bye. And, uh, 
Rah, 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 rah. I loved old rah, rah before I shot him. <laughs> uh, before okay, I blew his brains out. I blew that brain out. <laughs> Betches.